This podcast is brought to you by our longtime Patreon supporters like Greg Bench, Trey Whetstone, Amy Swan, and Joel Robertson, and new patrons like Andred, Carl Davis, and Nick Stunt. Stick around for an extended shout out at the end. Now on to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. I am your co-host, the father, a.k.a. Pastor Matt, and I am joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick. Jackson the Sun, and it really wouldn't feel like the Halloween season without another hellish Twitter discourse cycle. (laughs) That's true. It's become a Halloween tradition now. Um, We are a spoiler podcast. We spoil the movies we discuss. And today, we are finishing up our Halloween franchise review by looking at Corey's story aka Halloween Ends. Um, So to do this, we have not one, not two, but we have several guests to unpack this um, thing. Um, We have, from Phantom Galaxy, Mr. Nathan Bartaball. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thanks so much, Matt, for having me on. I'm looking forward to uh, whatever this is going to (laughs) be. The horror historian from Screaming Through the Ages, Mr. Trey Whetstone. How are you? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. And as everybody knows me from Twitter, horror fan Ryan. How are you, Ryan? Doing great. Thank you guys for bringing me back on for what should be a fun show. <laughs> it will be interesting. Yes. We may have another guest that will uh, log in in a, in a little bit or, or not. We'll see. But Halloween ends. Um, okay. Nathan, you were a professional critic, correct? <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm being set up here, but yes. <laughs> Do you, if you go on YouTube, you can find like uh, worst reviews by Cisco and Ebert. Like, were they like something like Kangaroo Jack or something like that? But uh, they hate three them. and a half stars for Anaconda. I got you. I know, you're, <laughs> I know where you're going. Okay. So, how do you feel about Halloween ends? I mean, that's apropos of nothing. But anyway, <laughs> it was Halloween and it ended, you know? So, uh, you like this movie. I like I like this movie a lot. However, you might find that when we get into this, I have I do have a number of issues. And I actually I think one of the most frustrating things for me about the film is I really enjoyed it. But I do think and you guys, you guys may not think this at all. I think that with a little bit of retooling, the entire trilogy could have been done into something with not too many changes to the way it is now could have been retooled into something that everyone would have been happy with. And I think because that didn't happen that's sort of a dark cloud over it. But also understand, and I, I'll put this out there really quickly. I am a movie fan. I'm a horror movie fan. And I really love the original Halloween, but I am not actually a Michael Myers fan. So that should go a long way to explaining some of the things I totally get. Okay. The complaints that people are having. I wanted to see something a little bit different than what I saw last time. And I got that and I was happy with it. But I think uh, some of my issues, some of my beefs where I would point and say this might need to be fixed. It might not be to the degree of everybody else or, or to the people that aren't happy with it. But I think that there is a definite tug of war in this movie that ends up sort of pulling pulling the movie almost apart at places. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into all of that. Um, I, I think I think you're right. I, in my opinion, you're right about that. But Trey, you also like this movie, correct? Yeah, I did. And I've seen it twice now. Um, So I've had some time to go back over and reflect on what I've seen. And yeah, I still like it. Um, I still think it's a good standalone movie. Now, how that fits in a franchise and how that fits in the expectations of a trilogy. 
I don't know, but mm-hmm. as its own thing, I liked it. All right. So, Ryan, I think I also know from Twitter how you feel. How did you feel about Halloween ends just in general? Uh, confused, kind of. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know what I was watching at first, to be honest with you. I, I don't think it's – I didn't like it, but I can definitely see where some people would like it because where it's so different, but it just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I'm with you. I Gilman Joel quoted me correctly. We messaged each other back and forth quite a bit after watching this movie. And um, on Jay of the Dance New Horror uh, movie podcast, um, Gilman Joel quoted me as saying, I was ready for a Laurie movie like Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. I was ready for a Michael Myers movie like Halloween Kills. I was not ready for a Corey movie. And I I don't get it. And I'm, I'm okay with tonal changes in a franchise, I like The Last Jedi. Yeah. But this thing, you know, ugh. Um, all right, Jackson, the one person we don't know, you know, as you break, haven't really voiced your opinion. Tie. Yeah. <laughs> Do it too. Jackson, what did you think about Halloween Ends? Look, I'm okay. I'm, I've kind of changed my opinion a little bit since watching it. While I was watching it, I was, I was, baffled i i felt uh i felt kind of like i was like i was being battered around i wasn't really sure what was happening (laughs) but i think where i've landed for this podcast is that i appreciate what this movie is trying to do but they definitely didn't stick the landing i think that's where i'm at right now like given more time like nathan said this i think this could have been a really interesting script i think it still would have pissed a lot of people off but there's definitely there would have been more room for it to be a cult classic like what we're seeing with rob zombies halloween 2 right now this, this reanalyzation <laughs> uh, whether or not you agree with it I hey think there's there time been, jackson there's time yeah, yeah oh, there would have. Yeah. i feel like there would have been more room had the script had more care put into it i i like the ideas that they and had. there were four screenwriters behind this thing yeah. Four. Yeah, that's seen that. That yeah, might be the problem. That's, I, yes, that's. I'm with Ryan. It's the problem. More screenwriters yeah. usually yeah. always equals crap. Versus See, I, did, I didn't know there was that many writers. And while I was sitting there watching the movie, I thought this feels like a bunch of people had an idea, put it in a bowl, and they just start pulling them out and start filming them. Like like that's, telephone, where you pass it off, yes. and the next person yeah. picks it up. And that's what it felt like. But all right, Jackson, I. So, uh, so where do you, I mean, are you, where are you at right now? Are, are you more favorable or are, which are, are you just not sure where you're leaning? I don't, I don't mean to foreshadow my final rating uh, too much, but I would say that I'm unfortunately a fence writer right now. Uh, I think that uh, the, the hate that it's getting, I, I'm a little mad because it seems like the people who, hate hate it like just refuse to engage in the discussion are hating it for reasons that they like other movies or just they just weren't expecting what they got with this movie and that's the reason they don't like it because the movie in itself is bad but don't you think as the end of a trilogy or really a quadrilogy that expectations are going to play a huge part but here's yeah and here's the thing and i'll get more into this later but it's just, um, you know, this is, they can complain all they want about this new trilogy. Like, I know I certainly have. If it was any other movie, I wouldn't be as harsh on it. But, you know, I know that. I tried to watch that with, with this in mind, that it's, it's just a movie. You know what I mean? It's just a horror movie. Watch it as a movie. 
but but I get it when Halloween ends shows clips of Halloween 78 in the movie yeah. itself. It's kind of hard to forget that this is supposed to be the final movie in the original Halloween timeline. So, uh, you know, which it won't be. Later. Let's 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 be of honest. Course, uh, of the, course. the rights yeah. go back to Malika Khan. And, and yeah. so it's going to be Halloween ends uh, again and then Halloween yeah. rides and then, you know, whatever. It's going to be a whole new trilogy. But but it is it is, it is coming back. You know. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Wonderful. I wish they bring Tyra Bat back. That's the only part I liked about that movie was Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just right now I'm feeling I'm I'm really fence riding because I both I appreciate what they were trying to do, but I also think that they didn't that the execution wasn't there. Well, okay. Let let let's just jump into it. We're not gonna go through our typical way we review movies because this is brand new. We've all seen it in the last week. We all know, you know, dropped Peacock last Thursday, it was in theaters. Okay some of the choices, like some of the people I've seen defend this movie, like Michael, you know, Michael seems weaker, all that kind of physically weaker. And, and they're like, yeah, but it's four years later. So, uh, hold on a second. The screenwriters didn't have to set it four years later. They were, that was a choice that they made to set it four years later. I mean, I watched Halloween Kills you know, on the big screen. In fact, Ryan watched it with me here at the Willenberg Cinema, you know, and it was, 2021 but it's set on the same night as 2018 that was fine i didn't you know i i don't know why they made the choice to go four years later and michael's been hiding out in the sewer for four years i mean like i said the tonal i don't have a problem with tonal changes i don't have a problem with them doing something differently with a film and a franchise but the tonal change from halloween kills to this with michael alone is bonkers I mean, is it not? I mean, Nathan, am I missing something? You want to get into it? This is where I am 100% agreeing with you. This is what holds me back from, like, embracing the new thing. Because I, with Trey, I think it's a good standalone movie. If I had walked in, there hadn't been others. But I can't get out of my head the fact that this, if you if, if you lay these movies in front of me and said, okay, put it together. Tell me which, which comes first and which comes second and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I would assemble this movie absolutely in the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. The only way this makes sense to me, this what you the specific thing. Plus, he's still wearing the mask. I mean, yeah. after four years, <laughs> even a psychopath needs to watch that. So <laughs> the thing is, though, you can smell him. You know, you, you didn't have to look hard for him. 2018's movie ended. I that, take forget all the you know Jamie Lee Curtis Emeralds posting what's going to happen next on Twitter and things like that. You know, when 2018 ends, I think there's a good case to be made that Michael Myers is going to have a hard time getting out of that. I mean, forget that he just walks out and kills a bunch of guys, but he's right. inside of this box. He's burning up. It looks for all the world like that's the end. Now we all know, like we've said with this, it's never the end. But going into the next Halloween, there was talk and even rumors then that. Well, maybe they'll be copycat girls. Are they? How are they going to get Michael out of this? Are they going to? He's going to have to either be supernatural, or it's going to be someone else doing it, or, be, or or they're just going to ignore it, and he's just invincible, you know, which is what they ultimately did with kills. But it seems to make the most sense, and would have possibly. This is how I think it could have possibly been satisfying to people. Imagine that the the next movie starts either it has a flashback where that Corey incident on Halloween, which I thought was very cool, that opening scene mm -hmm. happens either on Halloween 2018, maybe the distractions of what Michael Myers is doing causes an upset and, you know, something happens. Mm. What happens the next Halloween? Either way, whatever happens, if you're going to go forward a few years and you come back to Halloween, 
it, it and the other part I know you haven't mentioned is Lori. It makes no sense that Lori, who was paranoid, has now lost her uh, daughter, and he's still out there. The fact he's still out there is the problem. And she's turned into Rachel Ray. Right now, she could have turned into. <laughs> I, I would buy Rachel Ray if uh, her daughter's name. I can't, but you know, Judy Greer. If she Judy had Greer, died yeah. on 2018 at the end of that battle. And she's destroyed Michael, but in the process, all of her paranoia and her prepping had also in a way destroyed her own daughter. Makes perfect sense that she'd want to move beyond it, be something different for her granddaughter. That makes perfect sense. And we think Michael's dead. Michael nearly destroyed, burned up and ripped up. I can imagine him hiding out maybe in the sewer and, re, you know, kind of uh, replenishing or his evil is all dried up. And so he's using Corey as a conduit, which is what I think is happening here. But it doesn't make sense to leave him at the height of his. He's ascended to this grand evil mythic thing at the end of Halloween Kills, and he just goes away. Yeah, it does, that just made no sense to me. It's like, and I understand, and I told him I, I name check him, and I and I love him. I love Dave Z. I love his opinions. He's Dave's great. But uh, I told him I said I think you're wrong. We were messaging back and forth. And, you know, he's like one of his arguments is like, well, there's actually more screen time for Michael in this than in Halloween 1978. That, that's not the point. It's not screen time. It's who he is or who he's become. And, and there's no real explanation for it. Yeah. And I, and I don't think they should have gone that way anyway, because how would you explain it? Then you go down the thorn route or all. Yeah, that I agreed. Path. Agreed. But let me ask you a question, both of uh, anyone who wasn't that satisfied with it. Because I know this is good. This is probably a hot take for sure. I think this movie actually has not enough Corey in it. <laughs> or what I mean uh. by not enough Corey <laughs> is this. They start his storyline. He clearly becomes a focal character. Right. But in these stories that we see, movies like this, movies like Christine, movies like Friday, the, I mean, excuse me, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and things that would go down this route, and even 976 Evil, yeah, I said it. Then those <laughs> stories eventually have to have a reckoning for that that underdog character that gets right. sucked in by evil. There has to be a moment where he, she, whoever recognizes it, comes to an acknowledgement of it, and they kind of just rob him of that and move on and have the Laurie versus. So in my mind, uh. those stories are shortchanged a little bit. But let me ask you, if this had been movie two, where you go in and you're not certain mm -hmm. that Michael Myers is going to be the killer, and they go this Corey route, and he maybe finds the body or the mask or something in the sewers, maybe we don't see Michael, but we eventually realize Michael is, you know, siphoning this energy or whatever's happening. It doesn't have to be explained, but he eventually comes back into the picture towards the end. And what if he goes on a rampage like Halloween Kills at the very end? And it leaves him in this place where, okay, now their battle lines are drawn. Don't you think people would be a little bit more satisfied? Because they spent most of the movie wondering, are we going to get Michael? And then he finally shows up. And then now we're on to part three where we know this is going to be a no-holds-barred battle. I think people wouldn't have had as much an issue with that. No, no, I agree with that. I, I just, you know, and I feel a little bit, spoiler alert, I'll just go ahead and put my cards on the table. I don't think you're wrong that this is in many ways – um, it's not a bad movie. I think it's well shot. I think it's well acted. Um, the problem is I don't think it's a good Halloween movie. And, you know, I do think expectations, especially when you're doing the, you know, the, this wrap up to this new trilogy, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and yeah, I mean, I understand they couldn't remake Halloween kills, which I actually enjoyed. And, and I would argue that I think Halloween kills is not a good movie, but it's fun this is a better made movie, but it's just a bummer. Uh, I, I, I don't, I just don't enjoy it. Um, and so, you know, that's my problem. I, it's just, but 
Joel and I were messaging back and forth. He uses Boxer. We were boxing back and forth. And it, he, he sent me a message after literally he was walking out of the movies and he called me and he said, um, I don't hate it. I don't like it. And, you know, he said, I just don't understand what he said. Well, and he, he's broke off and he said, look, you're not going to convince me that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride had a trilogy in mind that was well outlined. This feels tacked on. After it feels Kill. like they planned to do it and for whatever reason moved it around, which was a huge mistake. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think I we're that Trey, yeah, jump in, Trey. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. But I think when this first came out, if we go back a little bit, it was basically we want to do two movies, but we're going to wait and see how the first one comes out. Right. I think I don't think either of these were I don't think kills or ends were in the hopper necessarily. I think when that had success, they were like, OK, we got to do more. And then the idea came of a trilogy. Now, do they have the idea of ends? But I, I think the point stands that it was definitely an afterthought. I don't think either of these movies no. were necessarily what they had in mind. And maybe that's why we have the inconsistent tone like across the movies. Well, and, and you, you jump in there, Trey, because do you agree with me? It's, it's a wild tonal shift, not just as a movie from Halloween Kills to Halloween Ends, but in Michael's character, yeah. period. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, Michael is completely different. Now, again, this is where I'm if this is a Halloween three, maybe it makes sense. <laughs> you know, if it's its own standalone anthology, like yearly anthology type movie. Um, as someone who didn't care for kills as much, I had no expectations coming into this thing. <clears throat> now kills, I'm not going to argue isn't a Halloween movie because I think it's much more of a Halloween movie than this one. Um, and you're absolutely right. I have no, <laughs> I have no defense for the way like Michael is in this movie. Yeah. I just know I enjoyed the route that they took with it. I'm not going to say it makes sense for him to go from kills to go into what he is in ends and hiding out in the sword and dragging people into the sword to kill him like that. That doesn't make much sense. I mean, no, or that, you know, he's and, and even Jamie Lee Curtis says this at the beginning of the opening, like, you know, monologue where she's writing her book, she says he's evil incarnate. But then evil incarnate gets his mask taken away by a guy who couldn't stand up to a 17 year old just two days ago. Do you think he had it taken away or do you think he let it? I don't I'm not trying to sound like smug. And it like it sounds like they No, when I I, I rewatched it today. This is the third time I've seen it. I rewatched it. No, they're they're going at it. They're going at it. But it still seems like it's almost like it's intended to be like, you're going to fight me. You're going to take this. But that's what I want to happen, because we saw him stick a woman to the wall like she was a thumbtack. So he can kill this guy if he wants to. Yeah. But none of that makes sense with kills. He was beaten in the street by 20 people with bats and an iron and gets yeah. up and kills him. And now this kid, whether he wants him to or not, is just shoving him around. And that bum is like. Well, this guy brings people in here, but nobody comes out because he's he needs his power from killing. Right. So I, I guess I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Is he a man or is he not? I think where they missed on this, going back to what Nathan was talking about, if they wanted to go different, then go different. Like they should have made the mask what was making them evil. Then yeah. you could have this exact same movie. And then when Corey gets the mask. He's the next Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were afraid earlier. I mean, I don't know what you think, Ryan, because I, I know this is not your favorite franchise. I know you love the original, but I know you. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think we can all understand that they didn't want to go like a thorn route. No, I agree with that. But 
what they I'm saying still is kind of did. <laughs> if you want to go different, then go different. But they tiptoed right. around like, well, we want to go a little bit different here, but not over here. When if they would just went full different, I think it would have been a better movie. Because they have it, to embrace some of that supernatural. Because the, the truth is, there's absolutely something supernatural going on in this mm-hmm. film. There's a transference at some point. Uh, you know, to the point he's standing behind the bush looking up at her. And this is a guy that didn't have, you know, that the problem with asking the question of did the town corrupt him or push him this direction, which is obviously, you know, it is how he ends up in that sewer that night. But the reality is if Mike, he, he doesn't just become a, a, a stone cold killer, right? Like it's like the uh, Star Wars thing where like, oh, I need to save my wife. Let me go kill some kids. Like the jump is just too extreme without yeah. explaining it away with some supernatural malevolence. And I think that that's in there. The other thing, that's why, again, it looks like the middle movie, because if you're demonstrating Mm -hmm. to us that Michael is an infection, that's what they're saying. He's not a full possession. He's an infection, that there's literally some kind of evil leaking from him that affects other people. If we saw that and they were able to stick the landing with the Corey story here, guess what? Part three, when the whole town goes crazy and chases Oswald Cobblepots through the hospital or whatever, (laughs) like that suddenly (laughs) makes a lot more sense because we see the evil infecting everything to a point where Laurie's got to destroy it or it's going to destroy Haddonfield. I mean, it just seems like that would be logical, but instead it's all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what you both said, like pick a lane, like Ryan and Nathan, <laughs> yeah. I absolutely agree with you. If you want to end the Michael and Nathan story or some Mark and Nathan, <laughs> no, <laughs> Michael man. and Lori story, um, then go ahead and end that. If not, if you want to do something different, then do it. But I think that is my main complaint with this movie is you can't like pick and choose where you want to land and you want to do this and that. So you can't have your cake and stab it, too. And they wrote the characters so poorly. Like, how did we go from Lori and Frank being in a hospital room together for two hours and kills, talking about how much they like each other and respect each other and, you know, I've always loved you and all this, to four years later they run to the grocery store and they act like two 13-year-olds? Like, it doesn't make any sense. They're grown adults. Is this the first time they've seen each other in four years? I tell you what was accurate, though. Yeah. Leaving a big basket of vegetables. That's like an old person's, like, version <laughs> yeah. of a bouquet of roses. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and this cop is talking about he's learning Japanese and cherry blossoms. I'm like, there's a serial killer loose in your town. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the sewer just doing? chilling. He's not hurting anybody. Please, but I mean, <laughs> me, me and Matt live in the same area. And it's a small area like Haddonfield. I'm, if bums go missing, whether they're bums or not, people are going to notice. Yes. And, it's, and they said he's been killing bums. He's retired, so, though, isn't he? What's he retired to? Is he just what's he doing? Is he trying to do like he's watching know, his kill calories? You know, he's trying to <laughs> do like Ben or Willard in the sewer. What's he doing? I don't know. Oh, I meant I meant Will Patton's character, but I guess oh, Will Patton. He's still on duty. <laughs> But he's that's where the, oh, that's right. He does come in at the yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, he's got his uniform at the end, right? Because he's with them when they do the when they surf his body off. That's, the, yeah, that's right. Let's surf his body. Do Teen Wolf and drive him down the street on the roof. I don't understand. I, yeah, that was wild. But that's where the movie turned for me. The first twenty minutes with the kid and the babysitter was gr- like I wasn't expecting that. That that's was great. The best opening since the original, in my opinion. I agree. I agree, but then when they get to the grocery store, that scene at the grocery store is where the downhill spiral started for me. It's weird. It, but and then that, she but, goes outside, and that woman's like, your boogeyman did this to my sister, and I'm like, 
what? She didn't do this. She tried to kill the guy. Why are they blaming her? So I wondered about that too. Do you, and this is again, where it seems like they didn't like read, someone was like, the script's done. This is the one we had for years. Just film this because I remember reading something and I don't know if it was ever filmed. And I remember maybe uh, when 2018 came out, there was Mm -hmm. an intended sequence when Lori goes, she has the gun and she's waiting for him. I thought I read that they had originally conceived of a scene where she was the person that ran that bus off the road. Uh, correct. Collider. Yes. The guys from Collider, okay. if you know that YouTube show and so yeah. forth, the guys from Collider attended the Halloween 2018 premiere. And either Ryan Turk or Danny McBride or both told them originally in the script, it was Lori who broke him out because she couldn't wait any longer. And it almost like they wrote this, like, that's what happened. Yes, that's, that's not what, what they, because I stopped in my mind and had to say, wait, that didn't happen, right? Am I right? I'm just remembering it. It's weird. It's like being, uh, you know, uh, one of those movies where you get caught in the alternate realities and you can't, you know, you remember, here's the reality where my son died and here's it's the reality like, where my son didn't die. <laughs> it's like if a Jeffrey Dahmer survivor walked up to, you know, another Jeffrey Dahmer survivor and blame the survivor for Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's it's yeah. bizarre. And if you don't so, bring somebody back that was killed, because that woman was killed. I'm sorry. She took a <laughs> yeah, Linnell. light bulb in the yeah. deck. If you yeah. want to bring somebody back, bring back a Lenny Clark at least. That would be rules. <laughs> so at least I'd have been good with that. I, I like Linnell's comedy, but but yeah, it was, she's kind of wasted. Jackson, well, I, all right, what, weigh in on this. What do you think? Listen, I mean, my mind was blown open by what Nathan said. I mean, if Halloween Ends was actually Halloween Kills, like if this was the second entry in the series, I think that a lot of this could have been solved. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of this could have been, a lot of the controversy could have been circumnavigated. I mean, in my opinion, Halloween Ends only disappoints. And I, okay, I won't say only. Halloween, a lot of the disappointment with Halloween Ends comes because it's number three. I mean, it's got the Halloween three issue. I mean, if this was the second movie, if if let's say Halloween two, there we have gone right off the bat. No more Michael. It's just an anthology now, and we set up people's expectations that Halloween is an anthology series. There wouldn't have been the backlash that there was because there was a huge backlash because they loved Halloween, loved Halloween two, and then what? Michael's not in Halloween three, even though Carpenter intended for it to be an anthology series. With Halloween ends, if Michael had been killed off at the end of, of Halloween 2018, and then he comes back at ends, and then he's killed and kills, that would have, you know, that would have been more satisfying, I think. And it, it does have that issue where they didn't, they just didn't plan ahead. I mean, I, I hate to liken it. We've already likened this to the Star Wars, new Star Wars trilogy once, but it really does suffer that same fate where it was long awaited. And somehow, this is the rise of Skywalker. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> it, it was long yeah. awaited, but somehow <laughs> they just didn't plan it out. I mean, you would think that they would go in with a better plan. And I know that they didn't ex- even expect one movie to be greenlit, much less three, but at least have a plan. You know what I mean? If that, if it's starting from kills, they should have been like, okay, people like these movies. They're making money. You know, we got we got a new single from Ghost on the soundtrack. This is the actual thing. Let's plan out the next two movies. But they keep treating each one as an individual movie, and that's I think that's honestly where four, five, and six went wrong too, because they were introducing these ideas, and they're like, all right, well, the next the next writer and director will just run with it, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you've got to communicate these yeah. ideas so you can make a cohesive whole. So you know, I have no problem with the things a lot of people are complaining about. I don't care that Corey isn't it more than Michael, or that Michael gets pinned to a kitchen island. Okay, I don't whatever. Awesome. I don't care about that. 
<laughs> I care, and I do. I do like that theme. I don't. I don't. I don't care about that. I care that the 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 writing is poor. Okay, they had interesting ideas, and they didn't care enough to do them right. That's what's the saddest to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the concepts were interesting, the delivery ultimately was poor. And Nathan touched on this earlier. Uh, we have what feels like two movies. We have the Corey story. And we have Laurie versus Michael, the final showdown. And it would have been satisfying if we had, you know, stuck to either one of those. Commit. Because we get Corey and he just dies. And that he never he never gets a redemption. He never really gets any closure of any kind. He's just out of the story now and now it's Laurie and Michael. And they his have character that, that arc just yeah, his character arc went off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, I don't even need him to get redeemed per se, but he has to at least acknowledge that he's gone to become a uh, bloody exactly. exactly. You know what? Exactly. It, you know what it is? It's like it's it's just like his character arc was just hit with like an anti-aircraft missile and just like yeah. just it's like just he got stabbed in the chest by Laurie Strode and fell it's, on the ground and then got its neck snapped. It's <sighs> almost like that. Um, but you know, it's just. It it does hurt me because I feel like if this was done better, this would be lauded. Like people would people would applaud the the fact that they tried something different and pulled it off. But the fact that they didn't commit to it, it's just the worst of both worlds, really. But that being said, again, I don't hate this movie because I can see the intent there. You know what I mean? I can see the intent. I can see that they were trying. They just didn't give it enough care to really follow through on it. Uh, the intent, I, I don't know. I think it's all over the place myself. Well, but that yeah, Trey, go ahead. I think that's the biggest problem is the inconsistency with the writing, because I think the dialogue takes a big step up from kills, which I had some problems with the dialogue writing in it. But there is so many there's so many like other bigger issues. And this isn't like this isn't a dumb movie. I mean, there are a lot of Carpenter nods in here, not just Halloween. I mean, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the um, Carpenter quote when it was on some documentary where he's saying like there's two kinds of evil. There's the evil out there and it's the monster and then there's the evil that's inside of man and man's the monster and that's thrown i caught that on a second time that that is in this movie Uh there's so many nods to carpenter there's so many nods to the series and all this stuff and there's such smart writing and then you have this overall mess and inconsistency and that goes back that's what i'm saying that's my biggest problem with this is just how the whole thing's laid out yeah i've got a lot of problems like i look Nathan brought this up in another movie. I would have loved the opening to this movie in this movie, you know, where you've got the accident where I, I guess he's claustrophobic. You know, I, I you know, they, they don't really say that. They don't set that I up. Gonna, I was going to say, did I miss that? Cause I thought maybe I've only seen it once. So I didn't know if I missed Yeah, He just freaks out when he's locked in that room. Then he kicks open yeah. the door, which hits the kid and the kid goes flying off. And, and can we all agree that kid's a brat? Um, but anyway, I mean, should have been killed, but if he'd taken a flight, you know, uh, tumble down the stairs, I wouldn't have complained. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it, it feels weird. Cause you're like looking for Michael. It's like, okay, it's Halloween night. This kid has died, but Michael Myers is nowhere to be seen. And so what's going on? It, it's just, it's a cool scene, but it just doesn't fit with a Halloween movie, in my opinion. I think it fits with the Halloween movie, it, it, but I, to your point, it doesn't fit as a follow-up to Halloween Kills. No. Because they, imagine at the beginning, I, I hate to keep saying this, imagine at the beginning after 2018 where you don't know what they're going to do with Michael. He's he's dead. Everyone thinks he's gone. Mm-hmm. That would have made sense, but the shadow of Michael is still all over the, the, the town at that point. Uh, I, just, can, I, I just, can I jump in here a second? Yes. I've, got, I've got a thought I've just had. You know, I, I, Dad, you were complaining about, you know, the opening, 
we get Corey killing the kid accidentally, and that's not related to Michael at all. I don't have an issue with that. I was just thinking about one of your favorite movies, Psycho, mm-hmm. where the first 40 minutes is this like es- this like thriller where Janet Lee is escaping with this money from her job, right. and then none of that matters. You know, Norman kills her, gets rid of the money, and then that doesn't matter for the rest of the thing. It set up her character and got her into the story and set right. up her motivations, but it really had no relevance to the overall plot. And I think that's what it is. I mean, it's just it's just setting up Corey on this trajectory. It's establishing his character. It's starting us off with a scare and with some blood, but, but it's but, not really tying to the whole thing. If this was the very first Halloween movie, I'd agree with you. Right. Uh, Psycho well, was the first of it, but I, this is this is different. There are little vignettes. I think there are little like unrelated sort of things that in each movie, in each Halloween movie, there are little weird things. I mean, think about we got Halloween five, those two weird clown policemen. Oh, like, what is that? I know that's bad. Right. I, well, I, know that's I think, bad. but, but yeah. again, this goes back to what we're saying. This is they they wanted to do something different, but not fully. If they would have that doesn't the feel like yeah, fully. this doesn't feel like a yeah. Halloween movie to start with. But then oh here now, here comes Lori and you know, it's it feels like they want to do really a kind of version of the Thorn story, but they were too afraid to go there, so they just kind of straddled the fence. And as a result, yeah. I just don't think it works because I think it, they're trying to make a spiritual correlation, if you will, between so the opening of both of the of this movie and the original movie have a young person who ends up at the end of the at the end of that Halloween night holding a knife and is most likely headed to jail. Corey doesn't end up in jail, but like, and there's a dead kid. And of course the big difference is that for Corey's situation, it was like, it was the equivalent of knocking a human glass of water off a table, right? You know, it was a complete accident with no malice, but of course, you know, Michael murdering his, his sister in the beginning. Uh, but then the, the, the crux there is that you have to, you have to prove in an interesting way how you get from that one place to the next place. Right. And I don't know that they, that's where they let drop the ball. Yeah. I, uh, I just I, rewatching this movie, literally I finished rewatching it 20 minutes before I, you know, jumped online and I'm, I'm still just confused at how anybody sitting around there are four writers. So there's probably a, there was probably a conference room. We're all sitting around talking but it doesn't sound like anybody took the lead, made a decision, made a call. It's going in so many different directions. I just, and I, I you know, I, David Gordon Green, because the backlash to this has been so intense um, that David Gordon Green went online with like in 36 hours and tried to defend it and said, well, I'm, I'm exploring trauma and, you know, the effects of trauma on, on a society and on a person. And it's like, okay, I'm a pastor's kid and I'm a pastor. I've been helping people with trauma for 20 some years. Uh, Mr. Gordon Green, swing and a miss, buddy. Um, you didn't, you didn't even connect to that. And by the way, the, the actor playing Corey, I think did a good job. I agree. I thought that, it was great. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with the performances here. I think technically this is a well-made movie, but if he's wanting to explore trauma, David Gordon Green's an accomplished director, an indie, you know, director. He made some very good movies about trauma. Very good, very good. This is not the place for it. 
Mm-mm. He gets partway there. What happens is that the Halloween movie, the bit some people are like, there's no Halloween movie there. There is. It keeps trying to stick its head from the background into the foreground. Yeah. It's ruining that picture. But then, but Corey standing in front of Michael is ruining that picture. So yeah, uh, I would see a Corey movie if it wasn't a Halloween movie. I, and I think it, I really think they could have grafted him in in the right way. But so the weird thing here is, it's, let me if you guys agree with me. I and I know how you're feeling. Like I still enjoy this movie. I watch again. Even even all our nitpicks, I'll probably still enjoy it. But I, the way you're talking about this movie is exactly how I feel about Rise of Skywalker. That is a huge misfire for me. Oh, the last Jedi, oh. it was Rise of Skywalker that I was yes. like, I walked out feeling nothing. Like I was but just But don't like, you think, I mean, and, and Trey, I want you to jump in here in Jackson, but like when I watch Rise of Skywalker and I've, I, I, I've seen it once and a half, I watched it in the theater and then I tried to rewatch it on cable or whatever. And I was like, ugh. Um, there, I, I felt some sympathy because J.J. Abrams was kind of painted into a corner because there wasn't a plan. Ryan Johnson had gone off on this detour, which I enjoyed, with the exception of the casino scene. I thought Last mm-hmm. Jedi was great. Yeah. and But then J.J. Abrams just had no idea what to do with it, but he ran with it anyway. And that's how this feels. Yeah, but no, that, I I agree. But the strange I, thing is, is Danny McBride and David Gordon Green were the ones who did Halloween Kills. It's like, guys... So, yeah, what I was about to say, there's a feeling here that this is honestly when they announced that David Gordon Green's making these movies, and this is kind of the problem they have with Rob Zombie Halloweens, right? Like everyone's like, well, it's just too Rob Zombie-ish. But then when Rob Zombie's announced he's making it, that's kind of what you want. Now, David Gordon Green's done a lot of dumb stoner con- comedies in more sure. recent times. But the David Gordon Green I think of is the guy who made uh, you know, uh it was at all the real girls and and uh, George Washington and George Undertow Washington. and yep, Snow yep. Angels and all of those movies. Those yep. are the movies that I think of when I think of David Gordon Green. And so when I, I was, what would a David Gordon Green Halloween look like? Honestly speaking, this is the closest you get to the David Gordon Green Halloween. Mm. And truthfully, it is. The first movie, the 2018 one, seems like that's the one he made for the everybody to prove that we could bring it back and it could still be kind of – classy the way some people remember the original Halloween and that it would be something that the general audience is, you know, my parents were like, Halloween's back. I'm like, you guys didn't see the last eight movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that movie was made for those people. You know, there was the gore and everything, but they could latch on to Jamie Lee Curtis. They could latch on to this story of her fighting back. And then Halloween Kills, to my mind, was the movie where David Gordon Green looks across the room and points at the fans of like four and five and six and says, I see you, you know, and they were happy about that. Um, yeah. But then he's like, oh, now it's time to make one for me. It was the wrong place. Y- yes. <laughs> but yes. How did it's they the get place. off? How did they go so far in the wrong direction with all the characters? Jamie, I mean, <sighs> I didn't have a problem with anything person. that happened with Jamie Lee, really. Like, I do, it's it doesn't it disconnect. But I actually enjoyed her, her in this movie much more than than the last one, and even oh, in 2018, personally. Yeah, like, if, if this would have been her from two that or 2018, that, yeah. that would be fine. But you're yeah. a survivalist for 40 years, and now you're baking pies. Yeah, but, yeah, that made that. That was the where I was just like. And then her great. That's what I meant earlier when I said, you know, I all those pies have razor blades. I'm just waiting for Michael yeah. to stumble in and <laughs> yeah. eat a piece of pie, and then you well, got her it. granddaughter was a badass and kills, and now she's like just follows this random dude that and how did she not know who this guy was she's in four years in covid man covid kicked my butt (laughs) i gained like 30 pounds i get it no but i mean she she lives in a small town and this guy Uh, was brought up on charges for killing a kid and she doesn't know who he is 
I, I don't think that I, she does know. When she's at the bar, she does know. She just, just doesn't want. She, to... Oh, okay. she wants to give him a second chance, and you know, okay. she 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 knows that, or yeah. she sees originally before he's touched by the evil, he's infected by the evil. But, she sees right? a good person in him and wants to give but, him a second chance. And Jackson, you're right, but that's my problem as somebody who's David Gordon Green is talking so much about trauma, and he claims to know so much about trauma, and I've dealt with people for, with trauma for decades. None of this makes sense. Mm. Yeah, this is not how this works. People become agoraphobic. They or a drug addict. They, yes. They, yes. They don't, they well, don't, certainly they everyone don't. processes trauma like everything else differently. So, I mean, they're, no, you know, but, no, but strike me as a false note, per se. No, I've never seen that. I've never seen my go through trauma and end up as Rachel Ray or at, I, I've never seen that. I've well, Dad, let's, let's think about it this way. Let's think about it this way. Okay. So, Corey had this really traumatic incident. He accidentally killed this kid. Mm. You know, he feels terrible about it. And now Allison's come along and she, you know, she treats him with, she doesn't treat him like a monster. She treats him with respect. She, she treats him with love. That's got to give you so much confidence. And I think he, you know, he gains that confidence and then he gets corrupted. That, that evil was let in because he's not the, he's not, you know, the reclusive anymore he's got he's got somebody and now he feels like he's got somebody who will back him no matter what he does i think it's interesting it may not be totally accurate but i think it's interesting and i can understand what they were going for i think i don't think it was given enough care i don't think it was developed enough the ideas are there that's the problem the ideas are there the seeds are there they're germinating but then they're not allowed to to grow fully that we just have to connect the dots ourselves, which I think is really unfortunate. Um, I just, I, I wish that it, when it was tackling these, these really deep issues, if it had, if it had maybe cared a little bit more about that, you know what I mean? I think it cares to have that drama in there and to have that emotion in there, but I don't think it cares to elaborate upon it. I'm going to play devil's advocate on the pies thing. I mean, and I've seen this sort of thing with sometimes people with trauma. I don't think that this is I'm just, she, you know, when she has the line about, you know, show grief your tits or whatever, like that, it yeah. seems like the doggedness that allowed her, I agree, we do have that problem of like, we don't know what happened in those four years, but the doggedness of, I need a prayer and I need to be ready for Michael comes. Well, guess what? She was prepared. Michael came. He still killed her daughter. So it seems like this baking pies, this writing this book, they're not really uh, signs that Lori's all fine and therapeutic, but she's a fighter. This is the new way she fights for the sake of her granddaughter. Like, that's the way I read it. And to me, that coalesced. That was fine. And if she was in the headspace she was in in the middle of Halloween Kills where she thought Michael was dead, I would buy that. Michael's not dead. And she knows he's not dead. And so, but maybe you know, after four years of not seeing him, it's yeah. Like, what, what else? That's where I'm at. And that's a that's a really weird contrivance to set it four years. Four late years. To begin with. That's, I, oh, I, yeah. I, agree. I think it was to get away from the COVID because in reality we know COVID happened, and then uh, theoretically it happened in a. Maybe that's why he's in a sewer. He can't get. He doesn't Michael, want contact. Michael couldn't get a shot. So he, yeah. Look, he you have, know his uh, like, his immune he's wearing a mask. Wearing the mask. Yeah, he's got a mask. Yeah, <laughs> already got it on. He didn't take it off. That's why it didn't come off. Yeah. So do you? So Nathan and Trey, you guys think that you're saying that you think Lori was that way because she just figures, look, I'm gonna live my life. If he comes back, he's coming back. It doesn't matter if I'm a survivalist or if I'm trying to be a good grandmother, you know, to my granddaughter. Is that well, kind of where you're coming from? Well, what's she gonna do at this point? Writing. She says that you yeah. have to move on. The boogeyman, it changes shape. It never goes away. Like yeah. 
It'll what she out. does is she moves out of town. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, that's what she well, well, Then we, I think we, what's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We see that. I mean, in the H2O, she moved away, right? But she's still yes. an alcoholic. So there's there's really mm-hmm. just like that trauma is going to follow her wherever she goes. Yes, the it trauma is trauma follows you, but the killer doesn't necessarily. Because, right. you know, if, we, if we're think, taking the logic, you remember Halloween 2018. We learned yeah. basically in Halloween 2018, Michael didn't escape to find Laurie Strode. You know, right. you have to have, you know, the new Loomis, Zartan. Oh, gosh, like, man. I forgot about the new her. Loomis. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that, too. That was I mean, the first the sign, guys. Thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, the whole the whole the whole thing is like I mean we we circumvented Halloween two and made Halloween twenty eighteen a sequel to Halloween to get away from the whole Lori is Michael's sister thing right, right? Yeah. because we just wanted Michael to be a motivational motivationless killer but now it's like he's still latched on to he he was still latched on to Lori in some way like like Lori was like he's coming for me when when she, she was in the hospital like why would you think but that? really he's not I mean even in this movie he's in Haddonfield and he's not coming from Lori. He doesn't care about Lori. They're not related no, in any but way. He's hanging outside their house at one point. Like that's true. When Corey's like going, he's, he's like outside. He's like, oh, my boy's growing up. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, ugh. this is like this is all over the place. Matt, what did you like? Okay, here's what I liked. Like I said, technically it's very well made, and I do think that I don't like the dialogue, but I think the actors are doing the best with it that they could. Um, I do think that the actors do a good job. Also, when we finally get around to it, I do like the kills, especially at the junkyard. Yeah. And the DJ. And the (laughs) DJ. I do like the DJ. You know, poor Darcy who makes her cameo and, you know, she gets killed. But um, no, I I, I did like, like, the blowtorch kill was really cool. You know, that kind of stuff I thought was. I needed someone to be killed with a band instrument, though. I needed that. And you just got to go back and watch Zombie Land for that. Make um, yes, yes, good point. <laughs> but I, yeah, I did like the kills. I thought it was technically well made. Um, and, and the ending, I thought was, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it was still a little satisfying. Yeah. You know that that Lori. I mean, the whole thing with you know again. I mean, but this is Halloween. I mean, it didn't make any sense that Bob would be stuck up there physically with a knife. So it didn't make any <laughs> sense that you could nail you know nail Michael to a to a kitchen counter either. But um, still, I it, it, that was overall you know mm-hmm. satisfying. But it, it, going back to the writing, it's like look. You know, Will Van Patten's a great actor. They give him almost nothing. Yeah, that was a big disappointment, particularly yeah. where they set up in in Halloween Kills that you know he's, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna kill him. Well, no, I'm gonna kill him. And like, if it had been like a a, a two hander of Laurie and Will Patton having to sort of like you know hunt Michael down and find him, that would have been lovely. <laughs> That'd have been great. Well, Actually, yeah. it'd just been them having dinner. I think I'd have been happy with it. Well, I think it's just that even if I would even bought the Rachel Ray stuff more, yeah. not as much, if they were to living together. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We we should have seen some of this bad dialogue and writing coming because I mean, in the first Halloween in 2018, you have that I got peanut butter on my dick thing. <laughs> one of the dumbest lines I've ever heard in a movie, and then. We have evil dies tonight and kills. Uh, so that was the not, script. That was the yeah, script. They're right not there. good. They're not. That's got to be like the pineapple express, coming out, right? Right. Oh yeah, that's yeah. got to be the, the whole peanut butter thing. That's got to be Danny McBride. And the kid talking about we, we saw, and stuff. Listen, yeah, we saw. Listen, we saw. We saw that we got the cops in Halloween 2018 who were talking about 
their sandwiches while they're sitting in the car waiting to be killed by Michael. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. You could definitely see that stoner comedy coming through. I, you know, to to the twenty Halloween twenty eighteen credit, I actually like that. Ah, I got peanut butter on my penis. I actually like Wait, that. Line. He says it is so funny. I, I love. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's. It's still, it's juvenile. I mean, it's, it it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. When has Halloween not been juvenile? I mean, think about, think about, uh, I mean, for, well, first of all, uh, what, what's the, the babysitter's name, whatever her name is, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. Michael comes back with the sheet on his head and she just assumes that they're boyfriends. So he must be a goofy guy. But um, it's just like, it, Halloween has always had these little weird, like strangely funny moments in it. But the, the, the root of it has always been like characters that you understand. And I think the problem for, for this movie is the characters are, you know, kind of wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just they're, they're not well written and they're not, you know, like I said, look, I would watch a Corey movie. I, I wanted to see what going back to what, you know, Ryan, you were saying earlier, you know, this is a town. Haddonfield is what a town of what, 30,000, 40,000 people. This is not a big place. And Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode haven't seen each other in four years. They just happened to run each other. I mean, That's no, I can't. Very weird. I, mean, I can't. Very the awesome. four years is strange. And then the fact that it's just, it, it just didn't make any sense. Again, following Halloween Kills, if you would have told me Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis are living together and, and you know, Jamie Lee, Laurie's granddaughter is with them. Okay, I'm in. You know, okay, that makes more sense. This just makes no sense, and it just feels weird. It, it just a lot of the scenes, just yeah, off. It just feels yeah. off. It doesn't feel natural at all. Um, and and I think part of that is it. Try, it, it sometimes when a movie tries so hard and gets so far on one level that when it shows it can be a certain level of good or it shows that it understands it. Because, you know, some people like, never let David Gordon Green around anything. Well, you guys were, you know, some of you, not you particularly this group, but, you know, people were fine with 2018 and with Halloween Kills and stuff. It's like, this guy, he understands Halloween, I think. It's just that, you know, there's a misstep here or there. And I think the bar is trying to do something different, but maybe at the wrong uh, Yeah, and I, as we were saying, I think... David Gordon Green is a very good director. Yeah. I, I respect a lot of what he's done, and I don't mind a good director trying something different. Like, yeah. you know, one of my favorite movies from the 90s is David Lynch did a movie called The Straight Story, which is very unlynchian. You know, there's no... But it's ant- still kind of a David Lynch masterpiece. And it's a masterpiece. It has and his so, earmarks on it, but not in the way you think. It's great. Oh, no, not in the way you think. Yeah, and so it's it's very... And I don't have a, so I don't have a problem with him doing that, but... I, you know, and I, Halloween Kills made sense to me because it was a Michael movie. They were just like, you know, Danny McBride has, has spoken many times about he is a huge Michael Myers fan, according to him. And so I think Danny McBride got his way with Halloween Kills. And this is just Michael Unleashed. Well, yeah, and that's but, what we get. The problem but, is isolating the things. I actually think that the new and old can go together in movies and should. And our favorite movies are when they hybrid things. I think that they should have found a, they they should have taken that chance and blended that feeling of kills with Halloween ends. The problem is isolating them and putting all of it in one movie and yeah. all of it in another movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we are, I think, because I think we're. But I, let me let me spike because I'm 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 stalling for time because Bill said he's coming on in a few minutes. But um, okay. something I loved that I thought was like pitch. And so for me, honestly, when you get to the last twenty or thirty minutes of this, 
after Corey's stuff is out of the way. If this had been the end, I actually thought this end was fine. I thought that it gave Laurie and Michael's story a reasonable amount of closure, and he dies in the junkyard so he can come back as a car in the next movie and then eventually fight <laughs> Dom Toretto. I'm all about it. And uh, that'll be Mick Mike'simum Overdrive, right? But anyway, um, the I loved the last few seconds of the movie, like where it – replicates the last the ending of Halloween the original with the different rooms right but instead yep. of the paranoia and the fear and the question of what's around the corner you have this peace and this tranquility and these rooms are empty and there's light streaming in and then I'm thinking well but then how are you going to end it with the Halloween music then the ominous part is back and instead boom they jump into blue blue yeah blue oyster cult the don't fear the reaper yeah which if you remember is a song that's playing in the car the very last time she's with her friends the very last time that she's having right. this normal teenage life before he comes into her life that's a song on the radio and then boom it's a song and again and it i thought that was a great little piece of closure but no i did like that yeah go ahead even with as much as i dislike about this film if Corey didn't die i could probably have still been like oh okay i get it you know they're they're gonna this is to carry this thing on but when he died i'm like what now what it is and michael just kills him for what reason i mean i don't none of that made any sense to me none of it made sense to me and i thought okay for taking my mask crack (laughs) so i thought well if Corey's as the movie is going on like okay Corey's going to be like the new michael myers he's only going to wipe this family out or whatever and then he's going to get away but then when he dies i'm like wait a minute this none of this is making any sense which would have been would have been great, right, Ryan? Like Corey Cunningham, yeah. he's got that alliterated name. Like I would have been fine if he was the killer from now on in Hollywood Absolutely. movies. If we got slashers, yeah. that would be fine. He, I mean, he, when he's in the suit, it's it's Michael. You know what I mean? It's like there's no there's no difference because Michael's been played by so many different people. Right. Um, so I I wouldn't have had a problem with it if just Corey yeah. Cunningham was the new killer of of the Halloween movies. But yeah, I think that was a huge misstep killing him off because now they're gonna they're gonna find themselves backtracking that when they make Halloween Ends 2.0 again. Or whatever. Halloween Ends again. But to be fair, yeah. it is Halloween Ends. I I don't I have no problem with them not leaving any sort of like, you know, to, of having it seem completely closed off. I'm really okay with that. Things have right. to end sometimes. True. The reality is we probably will be better off with this at all ended a long time. Well, they're going to reboot it again. Oh, know. yeah. because Yeah, they, they did. They made $60 million already. In I space, mean, look at, look in at space. H, in space. H2O. Yeah, we need, we need Michael or Corey in space, but look at what <laughs> H2O did. They cut off Michael's head and then next movie is back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a paramedic. So that's what they're probably going to do. It's like, oh, the body we threw into the meat grinder, the, the car grinder accidentally somebody else i don't think i don't don't think they're gonna completely reboot it because it would i think they'll yeah yeah, the blumhouse just basically leased halloween for three movies Mm -hmm. i think this is the end of the line for jamie lee curtis i don't think yes yeah it should be Yeah. yeah but it's but blumhouse has now their rights to it are gone Malika Akkad now owns the rights, and there's the Akkad family has been eating off of Halloween since 1978. So, <laughs> yeah, I just want to see a big truck with a Michael Myers head <laughs> on the front of it, like that see, goblin in. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we're going to get Gasper. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, do you think that they would have the guts then on a reboot to do the original idea and to do a different movie each time? 
I, I think have no shame. I think it's going to be whatever it is. You know, it's not out of it's out of Blumhouse. It's away from people. We don't, we're not necessarily knowing who's going to do it or who would do it. Like, right. But I don't think I think we could have any expectations. I think anything's on the table. Well, let's 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 hope it's not Platinum Dunes. Okay, let's just hope it's not Michael <laughs> Bay. I don't want it to happen at all. I don't think Halloween yeah. over. I I don't want it either, but I think it's going to. So I'm just I'm just saying because you know the the Akkad family owns the rights and. Uh, uh, that's their bread and butter. <laughs> but yep, yep. And by the way, Nathan, you brought up uh, for some reason twice maximum overdrive. You got that on your brain, but uh, <laughs> it's all the cokies you, doing. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's <laughs> why you like this movie Chris so much. Anyway, like Halloween end, so they can't make that. So the only other evil car movies I know are this and Wheels of Terror, and I guess the car. <laughs> it's the car. And there's Kill the Dozer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Christine. yeah. Imagine yeah, if it was dual. That's what I say. Halloween ends is basically dual. Yeah. already. Michael is the if truck it, and it wraps back Michael around the to truck, dual. Like in dual. That yeah, would be cool. Be great. If, yeah. If, if Ryan, a great movie. I, so. I don't know if Ryan and Trey know this. You know where the truck for Maximum Overdrive, the, the uh, Green Goblin truck is. I do, yeah. Is it yeah. like Ohio? Yeah, that's how me and you met on Twitter. Because yeah. remember, you had posted that, and you were like, it's a half hour from me. And I'm like, it's a half hour from me. I'm like, where do you live? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I met Steve Morgan, too. He's like, I'm at this convention right now. I'm like, I'm like 20 minutes from there. And, yeah, uh, it's the guy bought it, refurbished it. He lives in Piketon. I see it. Every, the coolest thing was the second time I saw it, I was driving down US 23 from Columbus. I looked in my rear view, and there it is following. Oh, me. nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And I uh, <clears throat> didn't get a picture of it, unfortunately. But that was, uh, and that's not the strangest thing that's followed me on 23. I had a lion follow me one I night. I guarantee you that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You had a what? A lion. Like four legs and a mane yes. and growls? Yes, yes. yes. Was it oh, the my? one from Lucasville? That wasn't from the Zanesville thing, was it? No, this was, <laughs> this was back. I, I had a delayed flight. I used to travel for a living. I get in like midnight into Columbus. I'm driving home. It's like 1, one fifteen in the morning. I'm driving through Piketon, which Ryan knows is you know, mm -hmm. a pain in the butt because you got to slow down from 60 to like 45 or whatever. And so I'm driving and I look in my rearview mirror and I swear I see a lion chasing my car. That's and I'm so like, wild. And I'm like, I'm a big lion, like the full man yes. and everything. Oh my God. Yes. And I'm like, I must be so sleep deprived. I've got to get <laughs> home quick. This is dangerous. And then I get, so I just, I just think I'm hallucinating. And I get home and I go to bed and I wake up the next morning, I turn on the news. And they're talking about the fact that this guy who owned a big cat refuge in Piketon, Ohio, one of his lions got out the night before. <laughs> and they had to tranquilize it and bring it back. And I'm like, Whoa. Holy crap! I did see a lion chasing me. I'm oh my! <laughs> Isn't it so funny that that when when you were talking about the lion escape, Trey was like, "Oh, is it the Zanesville thing?" Ohio has multiple lion escapes. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We have many tiger kings here. It's like twelve monkeys around there all the time. It's just random animals wandering all over the this place. town. Brad Pitt, yeah, Brad Pitt's going around. <laughs> There's yeah. evil in this state. This Michael's other town, this other town right by me and uh, Matt. In Lucasville, they used to have a public swimming pool in the house directly behind it. That guy owned a lion. You'd be yeah. swimming in the public pool in Lucasville, 
and there'd be a lion walking in the next yard. Looking over, <laughs> licking its chops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All we need now is a shark for the pool. Right? A bunch exactly. of water buffaloes. That's what it is. Yeah. Ghost of the uh, in Ohio. It was swap days. This was the problem. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was so, the problem. We've been joined by Butcher Bill, Bill Van Vagel. Bill, you have missed a uh, a almost an hour of conversation about Halloween ends with pretty much split uh, opinions here. Although I think it's fair to say, Trey and Nathan, you correct me if I'm wrong, that I don't think you disagree with me that if you're looking at this as the end of a new trilogy, they didn't exactly hit it out of park. Is that fair no. enough? Yeah, I think fair. they hit the last twenty minutes. But you're right; it's not it it's it's not cohesive. That's the problem. As a trilogy, yeah. it's not cohesive, Matt. You're right. Okay, Bill, what did you think, buddy? It, this is an it was an interesting film. Uh, there are certain things I did like about it, or at least saw improvements from the last one. And there are certain aspects of it that really disappointed me. So I know Confucius say, uh, "He who sit on fence gets splitter on bum," <laughs> but. it's kind of, I'm not trying to be evasive. There are things I liked and things I disliked. So what did you like and what did you dislike? Okay. So for example, I thought that there was a greater attention spent on character development and writing. I really, I really did think it was rightly or wrongly a a better developed script in terms of the characters. Uh, I think like you didn't have any scenes in the hospital, you know, you didn't have any of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, And I actually thought some of the acting was fairly decent. One of the things I didn't like was not enough Will Patton. Yes, we all agreed on that. Yes. I think all he has is show up for, uh, he's got like a limited schedule. He's got two days and then they stick him in like two scenes. Yeah. Uh, You know, I thought the soundtrack, the punk soundtrack was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, you know, uh, but, and, and there was some gore. I just yeah. didn't think there was enough. And, and me being a gore hound, that may sound pretty obvious, but you know what? I, I like a good decapitation. You know? <laughs> well, there was one of the things I said, Bill, because Nathan asked me, you know, Nathan likes the movie more than I do. I don't care for it. I don't hate it. I just don't care for it. But Nathan asked me, what do you like about it? I said, I, I actually do like the kills, but you're right. They don't really zero in on Like, I love the blowtorch kill. Well, I, 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 I really like the one where the guy's uh, tongue gets cut off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was cool. And I really did like the opening. It gave it that old school, mid to late 80s, almost canon films feel. Like, it just had that, you know, back in the day feel. I, I thought it had that. I mean, the obvious negative is way too much time spent on the main character who wasn't Michael. Corey? The Corey, Corey movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, the Corey movie. Yeah. And I I really actually, this may sound odd, but I like the first half better than the second half. Really? I did, because I kind of liked the setup. I thought the setup was okay, but it, it kind of just, it lost me about halfway. But... You know, like I really thought it was they could have developed the underground tunnel system that Michael lived in more. 
I, I, that Don't, actually, didn't you find that weird that they chose? We've talked about this, but yeah. they chose to skip ahead four years and put him in a certain. Isn't that especially after Halloween Kills? Isn't that a weird choice? It, it is a weird choice, but I mean, you guys have been around horror as much as I have. Sometimes you just have to displace logic. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I agree. <laughs> And, and it's you the just, lawyer in me, Bill. I have a hard time doing it. You just, you, just, you just have to kind of, I mean, as anybody who's watched the Freddy movies or the Jason movies or the. Yeah, Hulk, but I can, I can accept if you, if you set it up for me that, okay, Freddy is this creature that exists in nightmares. Okay, fine. Or if you tell me Michael Myers is the boogeyman. Okay, fine. I, I will accept the parameters of fiction in the narrative you're pointing to me and then i'm okay i don't believe in the boogeyman i don't believe in bigfoot i don't believe in ufos i don't believe in ghosts but i'm willing Wait, to accept you don't believe that. in bigfoot <laughs> not enough time what's something you got to come to appalachia nathan if there was such a thing as bigfoot there'd be three of them mounted in one guy's room <laughs> i'm just telling you um yeah because there's not there's not a person who lives here there's like they say there's 330 million people in the country and 340 million guns uh, there are only 80,000 people live inside a county and 40 million of the guns are here inside a county. Mm -hmm. um, so, no. But all that being said, I'm willing to accept it's like, okay, here's the world we're giving you. Okay, but the world we were given in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills is Michael Myers just wants to kill. But he's going to take a four-year break? He, no, he, he might, I was going to say, Matt, he found the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> that, he was still he was having his bum fights down down there. In yes, yeah. He's so, trying to find himself. So like Lori, he had to, it's time to do something different. Uh, oh my god! Pass me I, in or pin me to I, a table or whatever. Again, Matt, that's that thing where you don't really understand it, you don't quite get it, but you displace your logic and you just go with it. Because trying to logically put it together is just going to drive <sighs> it was you. Like nuts. they're trying to turn him into Pennywise. Now he's in the sewer and his evil is affecting the whole town. Yeah, but, you know, they, in of course, in Pennywise, they set up as what, every 20-some yeah. years he comes back or whatever. He, so he hibernates for 20-some Okay, I'm fine with that. With Michael, what they have set up in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, and this is one of my biggest problems, Bill, is that tonally with Michael and Lori, this is a completely different movie from the first two. Oh, no, I agree. I, I agree. And that's what doesn't make any sense to me. The, the way I saw that my last line of notes after I watched it was, this is a story told through Lori's eyes. Well, but, you know, it, it, yeah, it kind of is. It's more about Corey, but I and we talked a lot about this, that, they, OK, we they're obviously trying to kind of signal that. <laughs> that Michael's evil is going to somehow transfer to Corey, but then Michael just kills him. I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it, tonally, it's just, we go from Halloween 2018, which I actually don't think there's a huge tonal difference in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, because Michael's pretty brutal, especially in that, like, um, gas station. Oh, what he does to the people there in 2018, I mean, goodness sakes. And so... To say that then we go to Halloween Kills where Lori's in the hospital and thinks he's dead and he's just going on a rampage. And then we go to that to he's just sitting in the sewer. Yeah. I think tonally it's it's similar. I think thematically and narratively it's very different. Well, no, for his character, what I mean is I don't. Yeah, I don't which I think would be narratively all. or, you know, uh, speaking that that's where it, to me, I like the tone. In fact, the tone of Halloween ends felt a little bit more like an 80s movie than the other two did. But. 
it's it, what well, most of our issues are coming with this narrative. Like, how do we get here? How do we arrive here? Yeah. I just don't there's understand a, why they did it. Bridge. It's just, you know. Yeah, there was no reason for, and again, Bill, I don't know if you know this, there were four screenwriters on this. Four. I, I heard about that, yeah. And that's, I mean, goodness sake. So you the, had to have a writing room. Some of this stuff should have been fleshed out. One of the aspects I didn't like was the, you know, the romance angle. There's yeah. no room for romance in a horror movie. There, there just isn't. <laughs> You don't. You don't. Unless oh, you're come talking, on, Bill. Unless you're Bride Frankenstein. <laughs> I, I, I mean, unless <laughs> unless you're talking about like a movie that's a higher level than Omen the Exorcist, where that kind of this is not the Omen. This is a slasher. This is, this is a slasher. Exactly yes. right. Yep. So, who gives? There's room for boobs, but not for romance. Is that what you're saying? I'm all for <laughs> boobs, but no romance. But <laughs> that's my T-shirt. Everybody. My LOTC. <laughs> there's the new LOTC. Teaching the next generation. <laughs> because there's Bill no, there, there's no emotional attachment to boobs. <laughs> well, and I understand what Bill. Yourself. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I understand what Bill. <laughs> yeah, right. I understand what Bill's saying. With you got to kind of ignore logic when you're dealing with a slasher, but. They're the ones that kind of keep bringing logic back into this. Yeah, that's it's, it. That's they, my they create a sense of reality that doesn't exist in, in say, Friday the 13th. Or five. Yeah. 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 If I'm watching a Jason movie, I know this is going <laughs> right. to be corny fun. But like they're part, trying like to Part set seven this up. is like, okay, daddy yeah. pops out of yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. But if they would have just stayed with some kind of theme between these three movies, I think they'd been fine. But this, this just feels like. They brought in new <sighs> experimentation. If they were going to experiment with it, honestly, I'd rather if you just rebooted it every single movie. I I actually agree. I wouldn't have a problem with that. I just I uh, I was so frustrated and understand. I was so excited. Um, this is probably tied with Friday Thirteenth for my favorite franchise, Halloween and Friday Thirteenth. Mm. Uh, number you know nineteen John Carpenter seventy eight is my number three favorite horror movie of all time just behind Jaws and Psycho. So Halloween 2 is an 8 out of 10 for me. I love it. Jackson and I just discussed, you know, uh, Season of the Witch with Greg Bench. All three of us agree the movie makes no sense, but it's a lot of fun. Um, thanks largely to the stash, Tom Atkins. But, you know, Halloween 4, I love the beginning. I think it's okay. Halloween 5, I think, is garbage. Mm -hmm. Halloween 6, I think, is even worse. But I love H2O. Resurrection, it's okay. I can watch Tyra Banks for, for an hour and a half. So that's fine. And then, you know, Rob Zombies, whatever. But I love 2018. I love Kills. I was so excited to see this. Mm. And my wife came home while I was watching it the first time. And she's looked at me. She goes, what's wrong? I was like, you got to be kidding me. I was just sitting there going, this is such a disappointment. And I was just, I was so disappointed. I was, um, unlike, you know, Trey and Nathan, you had problems with 2018 and Halloween Kills. I actually loved both. I, I, I just liked them all, was... and I had fun watching them. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I haven't had that level of disappointment, but I know what you mean. Part of it is I watched them, like Dave Becker, you heard him going off on, on Halloween. Oh, Kills. my Lord. <laughs> I was with him when he saw Halloween Kills the first time, and the fun he was having, and so, I I don't love that movie, but I it, the times I saw it, I saw people that were really into it, and it's like they're they're all fun. So I really feel bad for the people who are like 
not bad for the people. I just feel bad that it's such a disappointing experience. I just, it's yeah. so disappointing. And I and and look, the first two R-rated horror films I saw in the theater were Nightmare on Elm Street two and Friday Thirteenth Part five. And I'm you know this just this was more of a gut check than those two were. I was just like ah yeah and, Matt oh sorry no. Um, I was gonna say I that's where I'm I'm coming in and uh, you know I love Halloween. I mean I've been on this show like. Pray, well, praising Halloween four was it last year? Yeah, yeah, you did. I, I do like a lot of Halloween movies, but yeah, I was coming to this the exact opposite of you, where I liked 2018. I didn't like kills. I had no expectations. So maybe okay. that's where some of it lies. Yeah. Where Nathan and I weren't, like you were saying, we weren't as high on kills as some other people. Maybe we were just coming in with different yeah. expectations. I don't know. So that's how I came around. I think we wanted movie. to see something different, and so we yeah. we got that, but you know, at the yeah. expense of. Uh, I just didn't. Uh, it just is not a Halloween movie. I mean, Bill, Bill, tell me, it just it just doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. You know what? It doesn't feel like a Halloween movie, but neither did number three. No, but that's okay because that's not. But you know, in three, you you don't have Michael Myers either. So that, I was okay with that. And, and three continues this idea because at that point you only had two movies. And they were kind of continually delving into the idea. And that's why I liked Ryan's idea of the mask being evil. You know, that could have been cool because Halloween one, he's the shape he's. And I think that's maybe the problem. Halloween is so simple and genius. You know, he gets to be vague evil, but they keep it simple. They don't need some weird explanation. And every time they want to delve into him as a character, that becomes the problem. Right. Because he is just a killing machine. Like he's exactly he's just shark. Just let him be the boogeyman. That's it. Yeah. It's just let it be the boogeyman. Part three was taking all that Halloween iconography, the original part three, and all of the kind of legends of Halloween and then creating a different horror out of it. Like the going back to this kind of feeling of an ancient evil and and, and the, again with the masks, right? The mask killing the children, like it taps into something sort of kind of uh, prime evil. And I think that's why it works because thematically it's about Halloween, even though if it's not narratively about Laurie and Michael. And that's what the other movies miss, I think. Yeah, I just, uh, I am so frustrated by this movie. I've seen it three times. But, but the thing is, this kind of movie is one that you've seen it, you may see it two or three times. But the sign of a, a decently made movie is it makes you think back on it. And this one does. You know, love it, like it or lump it. You are thinking about, you're replaying certain scenes in your head. Yeah, but I'm doing it out of desperation to try to find something I like. He's, 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 he's sifting the, he's sifting the ashes. And I'm not having any, any success there at all, Bill. I just, now I the, did. The, the other thing I noticed is, I don't know if anybody else noticed, and I know Nathan and I talked about it the other day. He gets his glasses crushed in that fight. Yeah. Did he did he get LASIK surgery? Because he never popped on glasses. He never puts them back. <laughs> evil did not need notice glasses. That, no. Evil, evil like, exactly. That's what I was saying. Evil's not. Twenty twenty vision. Uh, <laughs> unless, they, unless they were fashion glasses with fake. That's his get true. Them <laughs> that's his transition from to the evil. Glasses. You know. Yes. Yeah. He, he can't wear you the know, glasses. No, I learned glasses. this last year when I went as Michael Myers or Halloween and put the glasses on the outside. When you put the glasses on the outside, it looks like Hank Hill, and nobody's <laughs> scared to be trying to tell him propane. <laughs> 
<laughs> so is he like is he like Bruce Banner when the eyes start to go? Then that's when he that's when you run, I guess. I my theory my theory is that he couldn't see you when he was in the Michael Myers mask. He was trying to cut off that guy's nose, but he accidentally got the tongue. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the other thing is is you know I'm not a huge Halloween franchise fan, so I wasn't really expecting anything going into this third film, other than like when me and Matt saw Kills last year, I said. That's the Michael Myers that I want. Right. Brutal. Just destroying people. Yes. He didn't do that in this movie. Like he was he was tough out from the last one. And uh, uh, killing bums didn't really replenish his energy like he thought. The boogeyman doesn't get tired. There's not well, a how lot old of is he though? Bums, He's gotta be you know, it's very meager. It's like the mummy sucking souls and Bubba Hotep. He uses to take a bunch of them. Right, but Listen, then I didn't Dad, understand. He got, he got long COVID. That's that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he that's why he's like originally. If he was hiding underground, he wouldn't have got COVID. He wouldn't have been near anybody. <laughs> There's right? no vitamin well, the bums, C. It's the bums he's been killing. The bums. <laughs> Since I've only seen this once, I want to ask everybody else because it sounds like everybody has seen it more than once. What is going on with Michael? in that scene where somebody's being killed and he's like gyrating and like, like it looks like he just drank a Red Bull. I don't know what's going on with him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's so punished, he like stands up straight or something. Like he just got juiced. Yeah. And I, I didn't understand what was going on. There. I think that was there again, the, the attempt at the, whether it's supernatural or psychological, like he's not done that. He hasn't tasted this in a while. And it's like, replenished him but i think the problem is it, it it's like what are you trying to say if evil if misfortune if fear feeds you there were horrible things still going on every halloween they kept making yes that point. yes so that it's not like it dried up it's not like that plot line in one of the friday or the nightmare on elm street friday 13th crossover where <laughs> freddie needs jason to start killing so the people believe nah. in him again like but that's kind of what they're they seem to be all freddie needed to wait for was for true crime to hit podcasts and then he would have uh, had <laughs> plenty of excellent point i like i like to go back to uh jackson's uh, idea that you know he doesn't have the glasses on and he's trying to cut the guys maybe Corey still didn't kill anybody on purpose you know maybe he's just bumbling <laughs> around can't get the mask <laughs> off and stabs a bunch of people oh, oh my i think God. the next one's going to be Halloween four, Chud four. Chud. <laughs> it's gonna be this underground oh. system, right? <laughs> That'd be a great Chud movie. Yes. Better than Chud two. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. I can't. I just. I don't hate this movie. Like I said, there are parts of it I do like, but I don't like it. I, I think everybody and, here. I've heard a lot of ridiculous things said about the movie. A lot of in like in anger. I think in we we went over. We did this. We got one coming out too. Um, where Brian um, Scott, who is honestly like he's the nicest guy and he is probably yes. the most even handed. He keeps like, a, sorry for crap about this movie. I'm like, you, you were more fair to this movie than the screenwriter. <laughs> and I feel the same way here. I think everybody here, I think I can't argue any of the criticisms um, because I think they're all accurate. Yeah, I just Same. Uh, I just think it's a, such a missed opportunity, and that's where I'm coming down on. And 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 look, I mean, I, I love Scream, and I love Scream 2022, and I, I it it wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I didn't I didn't walk away. I turned this movie off, and I was angry. I yeah. was angry. I did not like it. My frustration with it was it seemed like it was an easy movie to have made good. 
And they and did. the pieces are there. Yeah. Yes, the pieces yes. are there, and they just missed that. It's like when you put together a jigsaw puzzle, and there's seven pieces missing, and you're just like, it's never going to be right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like it's so close to being. And again, this is, still ranks low in my Halloween franchise list, but it could have been maybe the best of the trilogy if they just would have done it a little things here and there better. Yeah, it's not for me. I mean, it's not there with like Halloween 5, Halloween 6, Halloween Resurrection. It's not that bad or Zombies Halloween 2. It's not that bad, but it ain't near the top either. So, Bill, you know, I, I was going to say, I'm late to the party, but did you guys discuss whether you like the ending or not? We discussed it, but well, what's your opinion? I was going to say, I didn't mind the final kill with him be, being basically... Um, uh, put on the cross on the uh, table there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's essentially what it was. He was uh, put on like Jesus on the cross. But I didn't like the mob scene at the end, and the or you know it, it reminded me of that old seventies movie Corpse Grinders, where they made the uh, dog food and they put the body. Yeah, I've, I've seen it once. The cats, I, right? For the cats. Yeah, the the cats. cats. Yeah. I you know I I thought it was pure cheese to be honest. I I didn't care for the whole like the whole town center. Ah, like it was a it was almost yeah. a cheap rip off of Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I I thought it could have. It, it's not a horrible movie, but it wasn't the way I wanted a movie uh, a franchise of that prestige <clears throat> to end. Yeah, yeah. I I really it just I and I know that bitter taste you got, Matt, because if they had ended it. With him burning an effigy in the kitchen, I'm fine with it. But that extra 10 minutes, I thought, really put a damper on the film. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let me just say this, and then we, we'll move into ratings and recommendations and stuff. But, I mean, Bill, your co-host over at Land of the Creeps, may be the biggest Halloween fan in the world, and he doesn't like this movie. <laughs> no, he does not. And Dave Becker despises this movie. Yes. <laughs> That's clear. Oh, I, I messaged Dave and said we were recording today, and he said, let those blankety-blank filmmakers have it with both panels. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> so, so I'm going to be a dink on our top ten show and just say it's my number one. Oh, it's to get I don't teach him, Bill. You're yeah, going to set him off in a rage. The day Land of the Creeps <laughs> broke up is when, yeah. That's your Yoko move there, Bill. <laughs> That's it. And then I'll go, just kidding. I think it's, uh, you know, some other piece of crap. Some two. I'm glad that the movie I saw with him was the last one and not this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Unless there's anything else you guys want to discuss, let's jump into our ratings. Um Let's just go. Nathan, you go ahead. You go first. What what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? And what would you say? I, I give this a seven point five as a film. Okay. I'd say that the, the, the more we talk about each time we talk about, it, and I think as part as a as a trilogy, I think it's it's a it's a little bit lower than that. So uh but yeah, I, I come in at a seven point five because I really do enjoy the movie and I think there's a lot there's enough good there that to me it takes me from beginning to end and I wasn't disappointed by it. I was refreshed by a lot of it, but yep. Again, it's a different perspective. 7.5. Okay. And I agree. We've said, I think there are some good things here. I'm not crapping all over this movie. I just don't, you know. Anyway, Trey, what do you say? Yeah, I'm very similar with Nathan on this. I'm going to commend everyone for being, you know, well-behaved adults on this show. I think we had a good, I think we had a really good discussion. And that's not a shot at Dave or anything. Um, Dave was jacked up. But I think we had a really good discussion. And I don't think Nathan and I could really discount what you were saying. You know, I like the Corey stuff. Um, 
I like a lot of the direction they went with that. I'm coming in at a 7.52. I uh, went down a little bit on my rewatch, just seeing some other things, and I don't like how it ends, but uh, I like the very ending, but not some of the parade stuff and all that. I don't know. Right. Uh, anyway, 7.85 right. for me. Ryan, what about you? Where do you come in? Coming in pretty low. This is a four for me. Yeah. It's There's too much of them. There were, again, it was too easy to have made a good movie out of this, and they failed at every step, in my opinion. And the writing for the characters made no sense to me how they completely changed them. And it's, it's a mess. Yeah. And I've only watched it once. So I'll yeah. watch it again and kind of see if I maybe pick up on things that I didn't, didn't get the first time, but it, it's just all over the place. And it's a movie that I literally said, what? Like four times in the film. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, it's like, there's <laughs> nobody else there, but it just didn't make, it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. But I, get, I do get why people do like it. You know, now, there are some people that, that that even hardcore Halloween fans like Haddon Phil Hatchett, he loves this movie. You know, now Greg and Mortis can't stand it, and yeah. you know, they can hash that out on their own because they're buddies, but yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But Bill, what about you? I, uh, yeah, the one point I, I, I did like that uh, I didn't bring up is at the beginning when uh, Corey's watching uh, the movie with the kid, it's the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. thing. I like that he was watching the thing. I mean, it's it's a blatant uh, advertisement for Carpenter's own films, but hey, you know whatever. But they're watching. If I thought, if I'm not, if am I remembering correctly, aren't they watching the thing in the original Halloween, the oh, old, the old thing, yeah, from another the thing world. from another yeah. world? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a tie-in. Uh, I give it uh, a six and a half. Okay. It's kind of you know like it's got its positives, it's got its negatives. Am I upset that I watched it? No. Is it going to make my all-time top two hundred? No. It's kind of in that murky middle. Okay. Jackson, what say you? Look, I, you know, I've been riding the fence the whole time, and uh, I can understand the vitriol to a certain extent. I mean, in the in the canon now, you know, Halloween two was erased, Halloween four, you know, H two O never happened, but this one did, you know. And as much as it tries to defy expectations and conventions, you know, this like the trilogy, the whole trilogy has really found itself like not living up to its potential, you know, time after time, like. Halloween 2018 was so promising. It's a little boring conceptually, maybe. It's like a little, you know, it's the Force Awakens of the thing. I know we've likened that so many times. But it was promising. It's hard to believe this movie is even in the same timeline. So I would say overall, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. And I'm going to say it's better than kills overall. I think both had good kills. I think both had mediocre to bad writing. At least ends was more interesting. There are like so many half-baked themes to think about, but they're just that. They're half they're half-baked. I mean, like if this had been planned from the beginning, and I think that that Nathan and, and Trey will agree with me on this one. If it if it had been planned from the beginning, it could have really been something. Like if these ideas yeah. were I think we were all baked, think that <laughs> this could have yeah. been yeah. the pieces mm-hmm. are here for these are good filmmakers. I think right. they were earnest. They were trying to make something good. But sometimes your ideas aren't as good as you think so, they are. Yeah, I mean, the, and the ideas are, are – I think the ideas are there. They're yeah. good. It's just the execution wasn't there. So, I mean, I, like I think it's, an, it's a fascinating piece of misguided artistry. I think that's what this whole trilogy is. I mean, I respect, I respect both people who love and hate this movie. Like I can understand finding the change of pace refreshing, but I can also understand being disappointed by the direction it took. I mean, like I, I personally found the change of pace refreshing, but I found the execution lacking – 
And so I'm I'm giving it a six out of ten. I've come around on it. You know, while I was watching it, I was feeling more like a five. But I'm I'm at a six now, uh, and I'm just looking forward to the photoshops where it's like the Griswolds have Michael on top of the car. <laughs> They're taking nice, the nice. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to that. <laughs> well, I'm at a five out of ten, and um, I I just tell you, unless you're a Halloween completist, I just don't think you necessarily have to go see this. But so be it. So. Anyway, and Jackson, before we wrap up here and everybody gets to, you know, shout out where they're at and all that kind of stuff where people can find them, uh, give a little shout out to your band and your new single. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that so much on, on Land of the Creeps, uh, Trey, and and you guys giving, giving us a, a, a shout out. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. And thank you, Trey. But um, yeah, the, it's it's uh, the band is anosmic and the the song is diatribe and it's kind of like uh, you know I was Trey I was surprised by the deep cut you pulled you're like it sounds like Caius which is it's awesome, absolutely Caius man <laughs> I love Caius <laughs> which is awesome I'm a huge fan of like desert rock I love that like I love Queens of Stone Age and Caius but um, but yeah it's like it's like uh, I feel like Alice in Chains um, it's sort of like Alice in Chains meets Tool I don't know it's like that kind of thing. But um, yeah, definitely check that out if you like that kind of thing. I'm not. I'm not going to promise that you'll you'll like a weird prog uh, like grunge type thing. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. You know, I've I'm in I'm in film school and I'm working on on horror movies. But uh, you know, if you once you pick up a bass, you can never go back. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say, and Jackson, I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times. Uh, please, what is the origin story of the name of of Diatribe or Anosmic? An Anosmic. Uh, so the guitar player uh, and uh, and like my my co-writer, uh, he has anosmia, which basically it's like being nose blind. You know what I mean? He can't he can't smell very well. Um, so he's hard of hard of smelling, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so you can check that out if you want. But um, but hard yeah. of smelling would have been a cool name too. Hard, hard smelling. smelling. <laughs> a little bit of a mouthful or a noseful. <laughs> yeah. But, Sounds like uh, a weird owl song. That's a different kind of right? band, completely hard as hell. That'll be that'll be the the That's weird owl Michael's uh, able parody. to live in the sewer for four years. Yes, <laughs> for real. Yeah, and I think everybody had a nausea at some point with COVID. Yeah. Well, folks, you can find more of this podcast at fathersonwatchhorror.com and at fathersonhorror on Twitter. And we have a closed Facebook group. We also have a Patreon page. All proceeds going to help Jackson through film school. Nathan, where can they find you online, sir? You can find me and Bill over at the Phantom Galaxy at phantomgalaxypodbean.com and on all the uh, different podcatchers. And we're at Facebook page, Phantom Galaxy. And uh, we've got some fun stuff up for Halloween. We did an underrated uh, horror movies episode where we each oh, picked cool. a couple titles. Uh, we try to do that every year for Halloween. And so uh, uh, Dave Roy and uh, Brian Scott joined us over there. And we did do a review of Halloween uh, ends, which is actually a lot like the one we just did here, but um, yeah, that that'll be there, and we'll, we'll have some stuff coming up. Uh, by this point, Strange Frequencies has a big musical episode where all of Land of the Creeps filed in and gave their favorite bands, and uh, we also have a, an audio horror episode coming up with narrated horror stories from different people. Victor Rodriguez nice. reads some, and uh, awesome. Bill's, Bill reads some. We've got some uh, Karen Wagner does some, so we got a lot of cool stuff uh, coming and uh jackson we are we will have to get you on soon to do the camera oh camera absolutely. Music, you're still up for yeah, that i was wondering i was wondering about that yeah that's what well, happens with me is we record a bunch and then i always have five in the hopper that are just sitting there looming <laughs> over my head and i'm like i can't record anymore yet until <laughs> so i'm finally catching up 
That's awesome. Trey, what about you? Tell them about Screaming Through the Ages and everything else you're doing. Yeah, I host a mostly solo cast called Screaming Through the Ages, and you can find that wherever you get your podcast. And I've been busy this October. I'm going to be almost glad when it ends, so I'm not editing and recording constantly. (laughs) But uh, recently getting ready to wrap up my two-part Giallo episodes. Awesome. And I've got a... Some other cool stuff coming out, some uh, stuff on the 2018 horror movies and some stuff on, uh, you know, gateway kids TV show type horror. But, yeah, I got a lot of good stuff going on over there. Awesome. Are you getting any sleep as a fairly new dad again? Is that off and on? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> I just heard the, the toddler. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah. The toddler's giving us more problems than the baby. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, okay. All kinds of fun. So, uh, Ryan, where can people find you online, buddy? I'm mostly on Twitter at HorrorFanRyan. Uh, I am on Father and Son, Watch Horror and uh, Land the Creeps Facebook pages as Ryan Bratton. So if you want to find me on there, but I'm usually on Twitter. But I also wanted to add one small thing about this movie that I think people are missing is that I think Corey is actually a hero. Because he kills that kid at the beginning, so he doesn't have to deal with the shit movie. So, keep that in mind. Oh, Bill, what about you, buddy? Uh, well, you can find me with Nathan, as we said, on Phantom Galaxy. All your major podcasters will have it. Uh, with and on Land of the Creeps with our good buddies Greg Amortis and Doctor Shock Dave Becker, and uh, the, all of us got together with Pearl and Pearls in Land of the Creeps and. And the one we just recorded for a DVD infatuation with Dave. I think he said that's coming out in November. Ironically, there's four of us. It goes about three and a half hours, and there's very little horror actually talked about. Wow. Okay. We, yeah, we, we talked about, you know, here we were like, we can take our jackets off and talk about something else. Okay. Yeah, good so, deal. I look forward to that. Yep. Yeah. All right. And Jackson, where can they find you online along with your band? Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore Hero Twelve. That's K A I N E underscore Hero Twelve. I can find my letterbox and and YouTube from there. But I would just invite you, you know, definitely check out Screaming Through the Ages and uh, definitely check out Phantom Galaxy. If you have a if you're like me and sometimes you have a hard time falling asleep, whatever reason, whether it's your roommate in college or uh, and Ryan, I know we were talking about that. Uh, it, for whatever the reason is, these guys make such awesome content just land of the yes. creeps and, and phantom galaxy and screaming through yep. the ages have you seen it like a baby no problem yeah, yeah exactly saying, where was this conversation going <laughs> i'm not even listen I'm, no i mean it's like it's so they're so well produced and they have such such like heart it goes into it so like i'm not i'm not even joking Thank like you, i've all sleep screaming through the ages all the time but uh and i but i also it keeps me awake when i'm driving so it's it's both things <laughs> but uh no thanks jackson but it's, uh, uh, yeah, you gotta be careful i remember the first time gilman joel told me that he goes to sleep listening to father and son and i'm like oh okay fix your brain on and then you go to sleep problem with yeah. the land of the creeps is i would go to sleep and wake up and it was still on oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah I, I just find it really creepy that i'm in your ear as you're sleeping yeah. <laughs> it's asmr bill it's really good exactly that's exactly what it is but yeah i've been you know i've been on uh on phantom galaxy and on land of the creeps and uh yeah definitely would love to join you trey on screaming through the ages someday but check those out you know fantastic stuff check out the headlong into monsters with ryan on mm-hmm. it check out our episodes with ryan yeah and uh, this is just so much fun, guys. Yes, it was a blast. Absolutely. And so I can be found on Twitter and Letterboxd as Pastor Matt R. 
We'll be returning soon with our post-Halloween episodes. We also have an episode of Spooky Flicks Fest that will be out sometime the next week or so that Jackson and I recorded. And next up, we we did a, uh, Jackson, you did a thing on Twitter. You asked for suggestions on what should we, we should be recording. And uh, so after, now that once we get this edited and all that kind of stuff, Ryan, you actually suggested a road movie. So mm -hmm. Jackson and I will be covering, because it's streaming now and it's rarely ever streaming, it's streaming on Hulu. We'll be covering The Hitcher from 1986. Ooh, yes. yes. Yeah. I just saw my favorite movie for the first time. Oh, really? That's first a, time? Yeah. I, I That's a good one. Slept on that one. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Hitcher is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, Rutger Hauer, R.I.P. It'll be a first time watch for me. Are you guys oh, surprised cool. or? No, I, I, I know that uh, Raul and Ashley, they haven't seen it either. It's they, hard to find. If you don't own like a DVD yeah, of it, it's yeah. hardly ever streaming yeah. or playing anywhere. A 4K is coming out. They're supposed to I saw that just yesterday. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So um, they, I, I think they both bought it recently, and they're going to try to watch it here sometime soon. Well, it's on Hulu right now. Fries so. the same way again. Uh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah. Especially <laughs> not steak fries. That, that, uh, yeah. that's, that scene where the, where the uh, truck is going one way and it's just hanging on, like, holy cow. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, folks, thanks for listening. Jackson, say goodbye to the good people. Goodbye, and remember, every franchise is just one movie away from its own Halloween end style left turn. So don't <laughs> say I didn't warn you when Legally Blonde 3 comes out next year, and it's actually a Ken Burns documentary about the Vietnam War. And Reese Witherspoon's in the sewer for the whole movie. <laughs> yes. I'd watch that, man. I'd <laughs> be more excited. Watch it. Yes. Uh, until next time, remember that the family that watches horror together slays together. Thanks. Once again, I want to give a big thank you and shout out to our Patreon supporters. Trey Whetstone, who is on this episode, host of Screaming Through the Ages, an absolutely fantastic guy. Stefan Sitter, Ryan Bratton, Pearl and Greg Morgan from Land of the Creeps, Nick Stumpf, Kevin Corby, Joel Robertson from Retro Movie Geek, Ian West, Ian Urza, Greg Russell, Greg Bench, hey Greg, Dave Becker, Dave Dr. Shock Becker, uh, although I might have dead named him there. I don't know. I don't know if he likes to be called Dr. Shock in person. Uh, Dan George, Chad Stice, Carl Davis, Brian Scott. Hey, Brian. Billy D, Ashley Pinkard, Barely Ashley. What's up? Andred and Amy Swan. Of course, Amy Swan, our biggest fan. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. I appreciate it. It means the world to me. Uh, and you make this podcast possible. Yes. I saw I saw Stephen King tweet that he liked Terrifier too, so I really got to check it out. Yeah, Stephen okay. King tweets he likes everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, he find me the Stephen King tweet where he's like that year. Yeah, it was find me the Stephen King tweet was like this movie sucks. It doesn't exist. For the, the Shining, Shining, it does. The Shining, that's what I was going to say. Except for Kidbrook's The Shining. Okay, so maybe his endorsement is, isn't as important as I thought it was. But, uh, <laughs> did did, he, did he like The Lawnmower Man? No, no, but I mean, that's because it bears zero resemblance. <laughs> if, there, if there was Twitter in 1993, Bill, he probably would have. He, <laughs> I heard he loved feeders, Bill. He tweeted that he loved the Dark Tower movie. Yeah. But I uh, think you guys... Uh, you guys all I know is... All I, know, good, uh, I was going to say, all I know is when Greg says to me, Bill, there's the blood in it that you'll like. I'm all in. Oh, Bill, this yeah. is this is oh, this is right up your alley. There's like, but there's no boobs in it, is there? There's no, no in this one. I don't think.
Uh, I, I heard can't always, does nudity count if all your skin is missing? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, to quote the prophets, the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want, buddy. But sometimes you get what you need. What you need, there that's you right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's romance and horror, the, Bill. The main girl, she's like, <laughs>